Welcome to Entropy Rising, a 4E D&D podcast, brought to you by the letters B, the number 9, and LTM Gaming. Tonight is a very special episode. It's it's a regular episode, but we have one extra guy. Wait, are we going to free life? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's one exactly. of us can die. Yes. I'm the special guy. Not, not your characters, <laughs> one of you can die. <laughs> we have a backup. He's very special. All right. This is our outreach program. <laughs> for for uh, in-trouble youths. Right. And there's no one more in trouble than our buddy Brian. So, very quickly, I am TJ, your humble GM. Uh, and we'll go through the order and we'll end with Brian. I'm Paul. I play Kafan, a sexless Deva Avenger. <laughs> Genderless. <laughs> Gender, right, sorry, it's, gender, it's not, well, it's, it's technically both, both but, <laughs> yes. Unless he has a, pro, unless he, she has a prostate, and then in which case, you know, it doesn't have to be totally sexless. Oh, I'm next? <laughs> yes. I am, I don't remember the order in this game, it's different than the other game. Tell yeah, you told us to stop role. introducing ourselves because nobody cared, so. Mm-hmm. Well, but I figured we'd show Brian how to do it, and then. because <laughs> we're doing so great. Because <laughs> we're the pros. <laughs> Yeah, like you guys grow up so that way he won't feel bad when he does. I am Aerith, a revenant invoker. Your character. He's also nope. Steve. No, I'm not. <laughs> it is that is who I am. I'm Matt. I play Gwenera Silverkin, the champion. Oh, yes. Oh, so yes, lame. she is. <laughs> I remember what happened last time. You sure do. And uh, our special guest just left the room. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> Couldn't make this up if I was trying. Dwarven Warlord. Whose name is? Basil. It is not. Yeah. Did you forget your name? Rangrim. No. He just said it. His character's name is Ran... I don't know how to... He pronounced it the way he wanted. It's R-A-N-G-R-I-M. And, did Brian we'll say learning... his name is Brian? <laughs> no, he didn't. Know, did he? We'll add that in in post. <laughs> oh, okay. That never happened. Please don't. Please leave it. <laughs> and uh, we'll be learning more about Ragram as we get started. Previously on Interview Rising, the heroes arrived at Firemount, which is Boothel's homeland, uh, only to discover that his father, the Rex, had recently passed away. After observing a, a state funeral, it was learned that uh, Boothel's cousin is making a push to become the new Rex, owing to Boothel's long absence from the city. As as part of her move to be named Rex, she announced that a tournament would be held, which all of our heroes participated in, partially for fun and partially to help strengthen Boothel's cause that the uh, the outsiders that he arrived with were people mighty. Uh, yes were mighty and uh, you know should not be considered lightly and give some uh, weight to any argument that he might make during the tournament fun was had by all except Aerith by which I mean Steve <laughs> but <laughs> in the end Gwen was triumphant. And as we ended last time, we had just awarded the heroes their due prizes for their successes in the tournament. Okay. So, uh... Hooray. Yes, hooray. What did we get? I don't remember what the levels were. We got, like, 50 gold for the first round and some kind of potion, right? Yeah, we got or potions of clarity. Salve or something. Potion right. potions of clarity. Or at least I did. Yeah. You got multiple potions of clarity. Uh, so it was 50. You all got 50 for winning in the first round. Paul and Matt got 250 for winning in the next round. And then, yes, five potions of clarity. For just... For just uh... for the champion. Right. Yep. Which was not you. Which was not me. But I will share. I what presume so. What does a potion so. of clarity do? You can re-roll... Um, did you tell us this before? Yeah, I did tell you. Yeah, lasts, went over all this. It lasts until the end of the encounter, right and you can reroll an encounter or daily attack. Yay, Matt. Nice job. Yeah, I, I, I probably have that somewhere, but I didn't want to. You can uh, probably also look it up. But. Well, 
<laughs> my my concern was that it wasn't in the PHB, which is why I was concerned. So <laughs> Okay. The the tournament had just ended literally moments ago. Uh Gwen had just received the small treasure chest with the potions inside. And while the crowd is still cheering from the far segment, like basically from one of the sides where one of the horses would have run in from, the crowd starts to, there's a hush and it sort of spreads until uh, the whole stadium, not like silence completely, but like it's a respectful silence. You'll see coming from that end of the stadium in Older Dwarf. At this time, Boothel has joined you guys down in the uh, tournament grounds, and uh, he sort of gathers the three of you together and says, the person approaching is one of the elders. He's, in fact, known as the eldest. I can guess. You can imagine why. Eldest Silica is his name. If he's coming now, he must have an announcement that he wants to make to the people. Silica, is that a name or a title? That is his name. So the elder dwarf makes his way towards the center of the stadium. Once he is satisfied that attention is being properly paid, he begins to make an announcement. Peoples of Firemount, we have just lost our Rex, and ordinarily the title of Rex would transfer to the spouse. However, it must be known that Iodi is not fit to rule. And there's sort of a gasp amongst the crowd. And he, and once it sort of settles down a little bit, he continues on. It is a personal matter, and I will not make it anywhere public other than to announce it so that when it is announced shortly who our new Rex will be, it will not be a surprise that it is not her. The reason an immediate decision is not being made is because the Council of Elders is faced with a bit of a conundrum. On the one hand, we have a direct descendant of the previous Rex here, and he gestures to Boothal. However, as we all know, Boothal has been gone quite a long time. Was there any cheering? And <laughs> to the being gone a long time? Or <laughs> no, <was it> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Like when he says, you know, the, you know, when he says the Rex is descendant, there, there's not. I, he hasn't really received a warm welcome from anyone. Uh, hasn't been cold, overly cold or angry, but like people clearly don't know exactly how to handle it. And the fact that he's bringing the speech about in this way that like there's clearly a reason that we're not just making an immediate decision means everyone's sort of listening and they want to hear exactly what's going on. Do the elders already have an opinion to weigh in on this? So he says, but he has been gone a long time. And as he has only just returned, we have not yet had a chance to measure his character, to determine how much of the outside world he might be bringing with him, how much of Firemount he may have already lost during his time away. On the other hand, we have his cousin Scola. Scola has been present and knows the workings of our city well, but is not Boothal. And although it is unlikely that anything could lead to civil unrest, with the option of a direct descendant, choosing a secondary relative is not going to necessarily guarantee a smooth transition. It is for this reason that the council will take some time to debate, will speak with each person, and will make our decision known in a few days. And with that, he steps down and leaves the same way he came. At this point now, all thoughts of cheering are kind of gone. Everyone is very involved, and there's lots of small conversations that have broken out, and some people just have them as where they stand. Other people sort of leave. So that is the scene that is set right now. And you said Boothol had kind of herded us all together, right? So Gwen and 
Kafan were still down in the grounds, like they had just finished. And I know that you specifically said that Aerith was nearby cheering very loudly for both of them. And so Boothal was probably nearby as well and grabbed you and went to celebrate the victory and then informed who was coming. So yes, he is right there with you guys. To give context, two of the characters don't talk very much. Paul and mine's characters tend to not engage too much in conversation. Ten years is more reserved. Well, yeah, my character is a... A brief, a brief backstory for you is my character is a person who's been brought back from the dead. Think of like the movie The Crow, like, but we don't know why. Like, we don't know whether it's for good or for ill. Paul's character, on the other hand, is a person who reincarnates all the time. So, like, they essentially live forever, and they sometimes access memories of who they were and where they've been in a previous lifetime. But that is, I don't know, I don't know whether Paul and I decided on this beforehand, but we both made characters that don't talk very much. Conversely, that means that Matt's character gets to talk all the time. Or something like his, that. Yeah, well, if he wants to. His is the leader of our group. The He's a paladin. And so, I should say, his character, a she, is a paladin. So, she does a lot of talking. So don't be surprised if there's a lot of dead space from us, because we tend to not interject unless they feel it necessary. So right now we're just standing there with Boothel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, everybody's all together minus his character. All right. Brian. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't use we don't use anybody's right. last name. So. Oh, sorry. That's just a force of habit. I almost never call yeah. Brian. You're almost so fine. I know. <laughs> can, we, can we say BJ? Because that, that rolls off the tongue a little bit easier. I think that would be fine. But I'm okay. sure. Yeah, I know. I'm just like... <laughs> you guys are horrible. I hate you all. So we're definitely saving that one, though. Yeah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Great. BJ rolls off the title. Yeah, I was like, title. Right, Dean, you couldn't come up with that until now. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't come up with it any faster. And we're going That's on the quote board said. for that. The, the speech is finished, and Boothel looks around, sees the state, of the stadium and sort of what's happening looks over sees his cousin Scola who you know had organized this as to be sort of like a celebration to honor the Rex and seems a little bit disappointed in how it ended not the the way the outcome was but just having the eldest come in and make this announcement right now and kind of just the air went out of the room exactly yeah so or arena or wherever the hell we are. Exactly. Come on. There's supposed to be like a party and like stuff for me winning. Now yeah, everyone's exactly. like, oh, this is a bummer. Right. So Scola, his cousin, ends up leaving. Can you in... describe her? Uh, sure. Like, is she a warrior? Is she in robes? Is like she she, she is like? in she is in robes. Like, she clearly looks like. Like, I think if you remember, I described, like, there were three levels to the city. There's, like, a farming yeah. level and then a merchant level. Or a mining, farming, merchant. And uh, she clearly would looked out of place on either the lower two levels. You know, she's she's dressed well. She wears sort of um, silk garments, sort of metallic in color. Uh, she has brownish hair and is... Maybe uh, a little bit more on the slender side uh, for a dwarf. She has a mole on the tip of her nose, which is she is she would be considered maybe certainly not beautiful, but like maybe a pretty girl. But the mole just kind of ruins it all. <laughs> now you haven't interacted with her very much, but if you paid any attention to her like between the bouts like as different people were say, lining up or can i make a insight check for body language with her yeah you absolutely okay. can Ooh, uh 28 okay so what you gathered today in seeing her because i don't know how much you guys would have gotten to have seen her during the funeral but today during the day like she seemed very gregarious very glad handy like like a politician basically but it seemed fairly genuine 
from what you could tell. Not going up and meeting her yourself, you couldn't necessarily get that great of a reading. But from the watch that you maybe kept, she certainly spent a lot of time talking with people who were dressed like she was, you know, certainly spending plenty of time with the merchants, but didn't shy away from greeting the farmers or the miners, you know, anyone who was nearby and she didn't stay in one place too long. She kind of just moved through and saw everybody. Your guess would be that she's doing this because one, she thinks it's right. Like, you know, someone who legitimately wants to be a decent politician should know like the people that she's caring for. On the other hand, it also had a little bit of a hint of trying to make sure that people saw her in a good light. Maybe you saw a little kid running around and spill something on her. And maybe she, you know, you saw her hold back just a little bit more than was necessary. As an adult, it would have been appropriate to like yell at the kid a little bit. And she just kind of was like, hey, (laughs) you little scam. Kids Mm -hmm. kids are crazy. (laughs) So, yeah. That that is what you got from your various observations of her today. Okay, so I'd, I'm not really feeling like like total cold-blooded snake behind it, and we should be worried about an assassination attempt. Correct. You do not get that read at all. Okay, that's because you didn't roll high enough. Exactly. <laughs> She's really good. If you had rolled a one, total snake, yeah. like <laughs> waiting in the tall grass. So as she starts to leave, Boothel says. I may need help from you if you are willing to provide it. Who's he talking to? To to the three of you. Okay. Uh, How can we assist? I'd I'd like to interject. Uh, If she says that, I will say, certainly we should... To Gwen, I'll say, certainly we should check what our new orders might be from Our Lady. Absolutely. But I also feel that uh, we were sent here along with... Boothall probably for a reason. In my best Morpheus voice, it is your destiny. Wait, it's got to be whose destiny now? (laughs) (laughs) So before Boothall can answer Gwen, he obviously overhears um, what the fan says. Well, yeah, right. You weren't trying to be discreet. Because he didn't fail a listen check. (laughs) Oh, wait, there is no listen now. It's perception. His perception is greater than negative 50. Yes, exactly. So maybe, like, as soon as Gwen finishes, he maybe was in the middle of, or getting ready to start saying something, and then Kafan sort of cut off. So he turns, or he he redirects what he was going to say, and says to Kafan, yes, certainly if you need to receive orders, I've shown the process to Gwen, which he did. However, based on my prior knowledge, any communication that you would need to send, you would probably need to leave the mountain to be able to do. However, if you would come with me first, uh, we can go to my home. I can discuss matters with you. Then, as long as you're on the upper level, you can head through the trading village out that way, and it should be quicker to get to the surface if you would like to try and communicate. Sounds agreeable to me. Very good then. So you guys go back up to the house and or the mansion, whatever, and uh, you go to a sitting Cave. room. It's a nice house. <laughs> You're right, nice because it's you know got the stone floor versus the dirt floor. Yes, exactly. But carved into a mountain, it is a cave. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, anything that it might be a very elaborate a cave. <laughs> So when when you arrive, he sits you down and he says, I, I believe that one of the things that is holding you back or holding them back is the memory of what happened before I left here. During the tournament, I was conversing and I learned that the companions that I lost that day Kumuthul and Daikol, their bodies were never recovered. When miners, after I was able to be safely extracted. What? (laughs) Keep going. At least this time we get to fight some undead. And Uh that's what we want to fight. (laughs) (laughs) When the 
miners extracted me, you know, it took them much longer to get further in because obviously the tunnel was purposefully collapsed. So it was very difficult to get proper structure set up. But once they were able to get back there, nothing was found. They do not know what happened to those bodies and their possessions. For a dwarf to lose their tools, whether that is the hammer of a blacksmith, the pitchfork of a farmer, or the maul of a fighter, is a great loss. Almost as terrible as the loss of a body. It's considered you know, an incomplete burial if you can't take care of both parts. I feel like if we could do that, it would please Moradin, which would please all of the members of Firemount. It would also please the Raven Queen. Yes, I, I believe it would. The issue here is twofold. One, I cannot go exploring to look for this, or to look for them. I may be needed to speak with the elders, and even if they don't need to speak with me, I should be around rejoining old friends, learning what has happened since I've been gone, that I haven't been able to learn about from just trade talk. The other issue is, although I am doing better, I still don't feel that I'm well enough to traverse through some of the narrower tunnels. Would you be willing to partake in an expedition to recover my friends? I think as suggested before, I, we will send word that we've completed our task. And, but I think as we wait to receive that, there'd be no reason why we couldn't do this for you. As Aerith mentioned, it'd probably be something the Raven Queen would like us to do anyway. Good, good. Since I cannot travel with you, I will request that a family friend guide your way. I will summon Rangrim to the castle while you guys go and uh, check in. Very good. Okay. Hooray! You guys know, have been to the merchant town, so you know mm -hmm. where you're going. And Gwen has been shown by Boothal how to communicate with the Dark Council. So I'm guessing your intent was just to send a message of Boothal has been returned home, may not... Arrived Firemount. Stop. Awaiting <laughs> instructions. Stop. You only get 25 words. <laughs> isn't that a thing? Is that Got sweet that treasure. A Full stop. No, isn't the sending... Is it a sending? It's, it's not. Oh. Hold on. Did anyone hear my pun? No. Yes, we, we don't care, <laughs> man. The ignoring part that makes you stop. <laughs> Come on. Stop. <laughs> Full stop. Please, stop. Please what? Stop. So Gwen goes and sends out the message. Do Kafan or Aerith go along with, or do you just stay here? I'll go. I'm with, I'm with Gwen wherever she goes. Yeah. So it's good to see you're more loyal oh, to her than nice. you are to Boothel. <laughs> Boothel's an idiot. Yeah, hopefully he'll get assassinated and we'll have a better character <laughs> to fill his place. <laughs> I'm just being pragmatic right. about this. Like, mm -hmm. I think Kafan has made pretty clear that he has nothing but disdain for Boothel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So Gwen was instructed by Boothel to keep the matter of the sending a secret. So do you ask them to, like, wait to the side? Or are you like, hey, let me show you this thing that Boothel showed me? Or do I see her? No, okay. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll tell them that, yeah, it's what he said about it. It's supposed to be kept a secret. You know, I don't mean to keep secrets from you, but until it's time to pass this knowledge on, uh, I must do this part myself. So it must be. I'll back off or wait outside or whatever the equivalent mm -hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Wait inside, since she's going to go outside. Or, Wait inside. <laughs> yeah, a, or uh, go peruse the shops or something, and I'll come find you. Very well. I shouldn't have any problem. They stick out. Come, Aerith. Yeah, let's find exactly. you some shoes. Aerith <laughs> says, I have no need for shoes. I hate ah, shoes, because you hate genitals. 
<laughs> we'll find you some shoes and me a jackstrap. <laughs> is this is this is this like the that story of the the couple that like the woman cuts her hair <laughs> right. and give the guy a watch band and the guy sells his watch to give her a, a gift hair to the brush. magi? Yeah, you, no, magi. cuts off his arm to buy her a comb. Because <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> was there like black? I have nowhere to wear this watch. I can get my hands. <laughs> Yes, we will. It's a pocket watch. Now he can't even get it out of his pocket because he only has one arm. (laughs) Yes, we will both walk around together and marvel. I got you a pocket watch. Oh no, I sold my pants. Okay. Good joke. Yeah, cut out. I think he said pants, but don't worry about it. I think he said pants too. I still chose not to laugh. Yep. We all knew what he said. <laughs> See, sorry, you'll edit that out. TJ, yep. part of the game is just making fun of TJ relentlessly. Please join yep. in whenever you feel necessary. It's the game within the game. Yes. He's there are bonus points. Scores. Yes, there are. Insulting his manhood or bringing up his past uh, likes and dislikes always gets you more bonus points. Gwen goes out and sends the message and then returns gathers you guys up and uh See, that's the secret it's actually he gave me a cell phone so <laughs> i use twitter exactly and then i come back in and it's like oh yeah we got a message so you guys return to the the manor i keep changing what it's called and uh when cave. <laughs> there's a poor old man who's like painting the word that you keep saying each time on the front <laughs> and he, the hacienda he's, he's straight, exactly so, I thought we decided oh, dwarves is, were Spanish anyway. So who's keeping score against TJ? What now? Everybody. Nothing. Okay. This time when you guys return, Boothel is joined by another dwarf. Brian, do you wait, want to give us wait. just like a quick minute or two of uh Did what? somebody turn two pages at once? What? Did, what? Gwen goes and you just, we returned. Does Gwen not tell us anything about what happened? I don't know. Like, well, I didn't get anything back, did I? I think I just sent out saying that we made it here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, don't I don't know how it works. Nobody will tell me how it works, so... Well, Fuck you, you do know uh, that every I was just sending that... out... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, yeah, we have, to, we have to wait for a return message anyway, which is why I think that... Oh, okay. It's probably meant to be that we are here to assist. Okay. Yeah, you'd wait for the raven to come. Oh. We have time to kill, as it were. Time to kill. <laughs> okay, so... As I was saying, when you return, Boothel is joined by another dwarf. Brian, do you want to say a little bit about what Rangrim might look like and maybe what kind of stuff he's got with him? Well, I'm a very extremely strong warlord. Is is he a taller or shorter dwarf? I am your typical dwarf. Strong, short, <laughs> and very strong-willed. Okay. So some might you say he has armor? steely eyes. You just described my kid. <laughs> Well, except for the... <laughs> I, I, didn't realize, I didn't realize Alex had grown a beard. That's pretty cool. Brian didn't say anything well, about a beard. it's Matt's kid. He's probably already got a beard. <laughs> At least true. a neck beard. Five o'clock shadow. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's kid's so hairy. He gets five o'clock shadow at four o'clock. Oh, that's a good one. Good one, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> Does does uh, Rangrim have armor or a weapon of some variety? So I'm equipped with a, a light shield, sunblade longsword, versatile chainmail, and an adventure's kit, which I'm not certain what all entails. None of us are. It's it's literally that bag of tricks that whenever we're like, hey, we're in a we're in a tough spot. Let's reach into the adventures kit and then we'll pull out whatever we need. It's rather heavy. It does weigh thirty three, and I'm assuming this is all in pounds. I thought it was ounces, but sure. It might be stone. That's a cool picture. Why did you send us this? Where I was thinking about TJ was saying the Raven has to come back. I decided without TJ's input that this is what the Ravens from the Raven Queen have to look like. Didn't you send this I'm before? I'm okay with that. I sent it just to you, I think. Okay. That's pretty cool. It's even got the little skull on it. Yeah. I am totally fine with that. Me too. Canon. Even if TJ says no, that's what I'm picturing. 
Okay. Either TJ agreed or he's selecting his piece for Monopoly. Yes, both of those things. <laughs> so Boothel says, this is Rangrim. He is a high-ranking military official in my father's army. He was in his youth a miner and <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and uh, knows the network of tunnels quite well so uh, he can lead you on your expedition and ensure that no one gets lost I'm really good with a map <laughs> is he, he's got Siri is he also a simpleton what, I say, what do you make I'm of the this? captain <laughs> I can make a I can make a plane or a pterodactyl. That was an airplane reference, yes, wasn't it? Was. it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was with it. But you ran with it, so okay. I, can, I, I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> yeah. So he will lead you and try to determine why the bodies are missing and where they have gone to. Aerith says, correct me if I'm wrong, but the cave-in was to prevent lava from getting through, or some sort of, or lava creatures. I'm, I'm, I forget precisely which, or what was trying to come through that the cave-in was meant to stop. The cave-in was, some miners had recently unearthed some fire monsters when a tunnel ended in a lava fall, basically a waterfall of lava, when... My companions and I went to see if it was necessary to fight off any more monsters. We were faced with an enormous and powerful dragon. In order to ensure that the dragon did not follow us all the way back to Firemount, my friends gave their lives to block off the cavern from the lava flow and the dragon that exists behind it. Is it... Is it inconceivable that the dragon either took the bodies or that the lava consumed all of their items and or bodies? Uh, I asked the very same question. What they implied was that at some point while they were working through the cave-in, moving rubble out of the way, reinforcing the structure, they eventually came to the place where... I had said they should have been found, and they discovered that although the stone behind it hadn't been moved, the stone to the side had. It was not... The the, the, the minor amount of stone that had been moved would have been much too small for the dragon that we had encountered. If heat alone from the dragon or the lava would have take, done something to them pools of metal should have been found and nothing was found behind. Interesting. Yes. Although the general direction of the move stone was followed, it eventually led back to the network of caves and, you know, nothing has come of general exploration since. Boothal, you uh, attend to your matters here and we will come back as soon as we have word of their whereabouts. Thank you. Or, I... or what we find. I do very much appreciate it. Aerith looks to Rangrim to leave. Can we perhaps rest? Have a brief rest? Or, yeah. or more than brief rest. I am quite tired from our tournament. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty rested. I think we should leave now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think... Well, what, didn't, didn't you take a lightning bolt? Uh, Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, especially in these underground caves. So, Boothel says, there should be sufficient time for you to prepare yourselves before it's time to go. A quick point of clarification for the game. We all should have an action point, should we not? I don't believe that anyone used it. Well, you will have an extended rest. Yeah, rest, we'll we'll get one. one. We'll have one. Okay, so I'm just making sure. Thank you for pointing that out. It's very relevant to DJ's character, because there's just FYI, it's relevant. Yeah, I was looking up what warlords do, so yes. They're pretty freaking sweet. 
Mm-hmm. Or at least I think so. If we, if we didn't go uh, all religious, that was one of my front runners for ones I wanted to try. Me too. You guys all should have been warlords. Yeah, I'm sure that would work out awesome. No, you move over here and do that. No, I command you to go here. <laughs> do as I command. Eventually, we just the warlords just start killing each other. And <laughs> there can it, be only one. It ends up being like ancient Japan and their feudal warlords and unhappy with each other. <laughs> so, real quick, on the roll 20 screen, I put an arrow. So... Can you guys just sort of put yourselves in your marching order that you want to be, whether it's all, like, in a row or if it's two by two, however you want to go? I keep... Where does the line start? Yeah, where does... <laughs> just screwing with you, so. <laughs> Why don't you three put yourselves in position and then suggest to Brian where he might want to fit in? Well, he should be at the front. <laughs> no? I don't know. Well, I would say... Or he's guiding. Uh, Gwyneris at the front. Probably me in the front and he... Guides me as far as directions, or if we're going two by two, if it's wide enough, or... Steve, go here. Oh. Or, or I'll okay. go here. So Kafan's all the way in the back, sort of protecting... Yeah. The Little flight. offset. Okay. Thank you. Brian, I'm I'm pretty much armored to the hilt. I carry a big shield and heavy armor, and so that's why I'm probably... You know, if, I, if I'm in the front, I can take a lot of heat, you know, if we need to retreat or something. I don't mind having a human shield next to me. <laughs> or not. Nor should you. Uh, in this game, they divided, they subdivided every class into one of four major roles. Each and each role, ideally, is is represented in every group. Matt's character is the defender, which is means his job is to absorb damage, is is to get in the way and take a lot of damage. Paul's character is a striker. The intent is to deal lots of damage to one. Primarily one creature at a time. My character is the controller, which is supposed to deal not as much damage, but to lots of creatures on the field and or screw with them in some way. And a warlord's primary function is as a leader, making all the rest of us what we do better. And helping heal and things like that. Well, it depends on the class, but... Mm-hmm. But pretty much all leaders have some healing ability. Clerics oh, do, do it better. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Cool. At least I I think so. Brian, do you know if you have any healing abilities? Perhaps. I'm pretty sure you do. Well, I, I won't make you look right now, but... Why don't you just tell me the movie? You... <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I'm pretty sure that your class feature is Inspiring Word, which is the target can spend a healing surge and... Does he get a bonus? 1d6. Yeah, okay, 1d6. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some moving stuff... As is at will. That's moving. That's moving. Oh, quick question. I guess is it too meta for me to ask uh, what his at will is? Brian, how about we can tell you what it generically pertains to? Okay. <laughs> well, does he have? Uh, his, I, he's, oh, he's all melee. Like all his stuff revolves. I was around. Gonna, I guess I was going to ask a question because I'm look. I'm looking at what they are. Because I was going to you know try to be prepped for if we need to assist. I've got it up, but cause the one. It says something about you can have an ally make a melee basic attack. I was just curious about if that forces a melee basic attack, or does that allow me to use the one that can be used as a melee basic attack? If it says it can be used as a melee basic, at any I any can, point where I somebody can, says, any point where you have the opportunity to use a melee basic, I think you could sub that in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or if it, do I you have a charge one too, Matt? No, it's, oh. it's, I didn't take the charge one. That is a separate one. I took the one that could be used as a melee basic because it fits for both the charge and other situations. Oh, okay. And it does radiant. Yeah. So it is much awesomer. Anyway, okay. Like I said, I just want to make sure that I was clear on that in case it comes up, but I don't even know if he has that power, so. No. Okay. Oh, It'd be yes. Commander's Strike yes. if he has it. Well, he has he has direct the strike. One ally. He It says he, the target makes a melee, a basic attack. Is it, oh, is a basic attack not the same as a melee basic? I know. What, I'm going to rule that they are. Yeah. The same? Yeah. Yeah, that makes way, okay, I mean, that makes sense. So it's, one of his abilities is he just goes, someone else makes a melee basic as a free action. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they replaced melee basic with basic, so Which in is basic case for well, range people could... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. It does make sense. And this is from Marshall Power too, so it would have been further oh, down okay. the line. So that's, so that's probably what they did, is they probably yeah. just made it so, yeah. Okay, so are you guys all set? 
We've rested. I think so. Oh, I, we've rested. I've distributed a uh, potion of clarity to everyone. With an extra for yourself. Yes. Okay. Um, and and again, that's and that's if you if you use it, it's a um, you can use it before. Well, I guess you drink it before the or during the encounter, and then you can reroll an encounter or a daily attack that you make. Okay. So the next day, <clears throat> after an extended rest, or later that day after an extended rest, either way. Rangrim leads you guys off, and uh, you travel down the tunnels, and you are walking for several hours. You continue looking down passages. You come to dead ends. You turn around. You go. I mean, this happened years ago, and mining has continued, so it's unlikely that you're going to find anything. And yet, because it's an adventure, you do find something. After <laughs> after about six hours of exploring the caves, you are walking, and, well, you know what? Everybody go ahead and roll perception real quick. Oh, this is this is passive perception, right? No, oh. this is not passive. That's why I'm having you roll. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Duh. 20. 11. Uh, 22. It's okay, dude. <laughs> so say what you rolled. Five. Five total. <laughs> yep. Very good. Yes, sir. You guys are walking along, and uh, Aerith all of a sudden starts slowing down. Probably with commentary. I'm slowing down. No. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> Are you sending private things? Oh. Yep, he's sending me porn. Oh. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> send that to um, Aerith walks up to one of the walls. There's crude cave drawings. <laughs> <laughs> of a cowering dwarf right. and a bunch of people laughing at him. <laughs> he he kind of runs his hands along a chunk of wall and says, I feel that something is on the other side of this wall. As as you run your hands against the wall, you can feel that it's very smooth. And then But isn't all of it really smooth? Well, I mean the tunnel has been chipped away. It's not jagged, but it's rough. They aren't polishing the tunnels as they go along. This isn't part of their home, this is just where they work. Everything is very like reinforced and stable, but like it's not meant to be works of art. This is just noticeably smoother than the rest of the rock that you've been passing if you brush up against it imagine just you know rubbing a piece of sandpaper across a piece of cloth it's not going to destroy it but it's not going to be great for it either this means something (laughs) and (laughs) it's one of the places i can click in this room brian can you tell me what your passive perception is my pointing finger changed to a hand i think it's a a 10 okay of course you do um (laughs) yeah now that you're standing right in front of the wall, now that it's been pointed out to you, you agree the stone looks out of place. And if you tap on it, you'll see that although it's not thin, like it's not like a piece of wood painted to look like a rock, you know, a Wile e. Coyote thing, it is not a solid stone all the way through like the rest of the tunnel. Well, can I take the, I'm going to take the back end of my sword and tap at it. Okay. You hear kind of a... Did that translate? Yes. When you tapped the wall, it sounded like you hitting your face. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Which is not how rock should sound. More, perhaps a little harder than your type of tap, weakling. Are you going to tap it again harder then? I'm going to smash the rock. Smash it with the butt end of my sword. Why do all the dwarves in TJ's world have swords? Because they're Spanish. Oh, okay. Ole. <laughs> She's <is> Spanish. <laughs> In my world, they're all pirates. In this world, they're all Spanish. I thought that they were Spanish pirates in your world. I don't remember them being Spanish. But go ahead. Reginald. They're more like conquistadors. <laughs> mm. They abuse the natives for their gold. <laughs> and bring smallpox. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's in the adventurer's kid. <laughs> smallpox blankets. So, Brian, are you, um, are you, were you rolling? He said he was just, like, ma- smashing the wall, so... Okay, well... It's up to you. 
that oh okay I I heard him shaking dice which I was going to I was waiting to hear the result yeah go ahead and uh, roll and add your strength modifier oh no you're make, having him make a strength check that's not the same thing because okay. in this game remember we get to add our half our level or whatever to the rolls I just I thought that was built into the modifier yeah it is bad. okay that's good but now do you want to tell me what the result of that was Brian <laughs> yeah fourteen. 14. Okay. You not only hit the stone, but you kind of position yourself because you can see sort of where the transition from smooth to rough is, and you manage to hit it in such a way that you generate a crack. You know, you cause a little bit of flecking off that smaller piece, and uh, now you sort of have a foothold into it. You can really sort of go at it, and after maybe, like, five or six real good hits, the crack has spread, and after another, like, three to four more hits, basically, it just breaks into three or four big pieces, sort of falling in towards what looks like a uh, hallway. Uh, I assume this is making quite a bit of noise. It is making a lot of noise. I'm I'm just going to maybe backtrack a little and watch... Just just keeping an extra eye out for anything or anyone who might be curious. Okay. The last time, can you please say, this is Fire Mount, and then kick it and knock it down? <laughs> no. No, he may not. Oh, also, I was going to point out, uh, or ask about lighting. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, let's I've got, let's I've got establish my, that right away. I've got my, I was going to say, I've got my amulet thing. If, like, there were, yeah. if there weren't, like, torches and stuff coming down here, I was going to have that on so that we could see where we're going. Does anyone have a source of light other than torches? I think sunrods are in the adventurer's kit. <laughs> well, are you... <laughs> like, not, not, I'm, I'm not joking. No, no, no. I, <laughs> they are. The last time you were in a mountain, I don't believe that you used any of your sunrods. So I believe that you, you told all... us there was magical glowing yeah. fungus on the wall. Uh, yeah, I end or I thought it was just well lit. Well, it was fungus on the way down, and then the no, place was No, 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 I'm well saying lit. the last time you were in a mountain, as in our, the very first adventure... Oh, yes, I used a sunrod. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then you don't have one anymore. There's only one in each kit. Oh, fine. No, it says there's two. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then I'm not even going to ask because you definitely have enough. Just out of curiosity, though, who's carrying one? Is everyone carrying their own light source? I'm not. You would need to if, if, if I've got my thing going at full blast. Okay, so we're going to assume that Matt is the light source? Sure. I think I led up like 20 squares. Well, how about Aerith carry one, too? Sure. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Just so I'm aware of what's going on. Matt is the light of my life. <laughs> 20 squares, you say? Yep. Okay. Is there writing? Oh. What? This better not be a puzzle. You love puzzles. <laughs> Only when I can control them. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm going to proceed in. Matt, will you follow me alongside? Well, hold on real quick. Would he know what the stuff is on the floor? Would well, any of us? Allow me to point something out to you. You have not yet come all the way into the room, but because of Gwen's pendant casting light forth, you see a withered old body, hands ending in bony fingers tipped with claws, shocked white hair, and red eyes. Is that Mr. Wilson, or is that like something else? No, that is Mr. Wilson. Oh, uh, okay. It is, in fact, a white. No need to be racist. <laughs> you sound like Ron Sterling. Oh, that's a white. Yeah, exactly. They're not as scary as everything you think. I think his find. name is Don. Don Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> Topical. Yeah. So anyway, there, there's a white in this room, which means it's time to have initiative. That's, that's, that's like the least exciting way you could say that. I know. It's time to have initiative. Initiative. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. How many adventurers does it take to change a white bulb? Oh, shut up! <laughs> the one doesn't have a name. You were so inventive with the other names. Wait, what? There's Boney and Pokey, and then there's one that doesn't have a name. Oh, good, it did work. Okay, oh. one second. Blinky. There. Oh, there you go. Sticky. You realize you haven't added any of us, right? Oh, that's right, I have to add you guys, because you can't do it yourself. <laughs> My bad. Thanks, Steve. Uh, You're the best. Holy what? crap. Also curious. What did I do? No, no, I said that it was legitimate. You were helping Brian. Thank you. And just to be clear. Wow. <laughs> for the rest of the evening, 
Brian will confirm all of my rolls, and I will confirm all of his. <laughs> wow, another he 20. A, he rolled a 20, and I rolled a 19. That seems like that a good be, system. I agree. With the buddy system. We also get to add two. Oh, yeah, because that's a warlord thing, isn't it? Because it's a warlord thing. Oh. As long as you're within 10 squares and can see and hear him. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So there you go. So all of them go up by two. Oh, apparently I'm the worst. All right. Initiative order is... Rangrim, 25. Aerith, 24. Gwen, 20. Mr. and Ms. Wilson, our two whites, are 17. Kafan, 12. And Sticky, Pokey, and Boney, are the skeletons that are in the room, are 11. It's time for Aerith to shine. Well, technically all of us are good against the undead. No, but you can attack more than one thing, so if they're minions, you could take out... All of them. All three of those, if yeah. Yep, if they're minions, you can do a lot of things. I got the impression they're not minions. <laughs> so are the Wilsons? Are the Wilsons brother and sister? Well, I, I I was trying to be politically correct. So instead of Mr. and Mrs. Wilson, it's Mr. and Ms. Wilson. Oh, okay. She's an independent woman, Paul. Oh, she's got her own career. Exactly. Being a white. So can he go? Are we waiting on anything? So Brian, Brian is up is, first, Brian's and first. Okay. I will let you guys give him lots of advice and suggestions on how to handle the combat. Well, the first thing I said is he should just take a step forward to reveal the room so that we he can see more of what's going on before he makes any choices. I think that is a completely excellent idea. That is a move or a shift. It is one of your... Uh, I'm guessing that your speed is five? He, well, I don't or know four. what he's wearing. It's either five or four. So you okay. moved once, you still have either three or four moves left. So you took... Action one into the room. So there are two skeletons on that topmost wall in row with you. There is another one on uh, Rangrim's side of the room. There is a white on Gwen's side of the room. And then all the way in the far corner away from you guys on the same wall as the extra skeleton is Mr. Wilson. Can I ask about the terrain? You can ask about the terrain. Um, is that crack actually a, a real thing? Does it look like it would, I mean... In the center of the room? Yeah, is it a just a that beat a up crack. part or is it like a no. hole or something we could fall through? That That is a crack in the floor. You can't, you, you will not be able to fall through it even if you tried. Okay. Uh, maybe you could drop like a dagger through it, but that would even be... A tight fit, certainly you could lose, like, a sheet of paper through even, like, the smaller portions uh, of it. You could fit your hand through parts of it as well. So I could walk over that with no trouble? Correct. You could walk over that with no problem. And the words are, is that, are the symbols, are those engraved on the floor? Are they actually there? Are they glowing? Or That I am going to make part of, someone on their turn is going to have to investigate that. Okay. Fair enough. But we can see something's there. Yeah, you can see that something's there. But if you want to know, like, what exactly it is, I we'll just go over that. Okay. If Brian asks, then we'll do it right away. If not, we'll do it on Aerith's turn. Okay. So I'm, I'm moving me directly to my right to get sticky. And then, so what are you going to do? So I'm going to take a swing at him with my sword. Are you going to use any of your powers? Or I guess for you, they're called exploits. Your at-will, your encounter, or your daily. Are you using any of those? I would recommend to Brian that, in my experience, it's almost never worth it to use a melee basic. Unless it's like an opportunity attack or something, you have to. But your at-will basics are almost always better than just doing a basic melee attack anyway. So any of the green ones? Yeah. I would like to get some attention, so I'd rather go with a ferocious smash. So he's doing his, his one... He's doing furious smash... Which is, he's going to, so you roll, you're going to add that number. Oh, nice! So it's 29. Uh, so 29 versus fortitude. 29 versus fortitude is a definite hit. So it does 5 damage. Just out of curiosity, what did you roll on your die? <laughs> a 19. <laughs> Look at the special power for your sword. It only does 5 damage? Does it do something else? Yeah, I think so. But nobody's nobody's there to take advantage of it. Oh. It it does damage equal to his strength modifier, so he doesn't roll the damage on it. Right. 
But he does get the plus one, which is not factored into the thing. That's why I didn't know about it. My apologies. I just so the the sword only does something special if it's a if it's a critical, right? Oh, and his his sword is always shining light up to twenty squares. Okay, I th- I thought that was only he can turn that. It's not up to it's up to twenty, and he can turn it on and off, right? Oh yeah, presumably. Yeah. Anyway, you did five damage to it, so that's worth. <laughs> okay, so. Brian, you made you did a move, you attacked, and I'm guessing you don't have a minor ability that you know that you want to use. To our knowledge, he does not. Okay, that's what I figured. So in that case, I'm going to say your turn is over, and now it is Aerith's turn. Um, I will just do a standard uh, Aerith action. I will hit all three cast of them. Hands of Radiance against the three of the smallest guys, not the bigger ones. So what are the smaller guys? Bony, spiky, pokey, so the, jelly, so the three skeletons, whatever. not yes. the okay, not the other one, not the white. And I'm rolling for each one, correct? Or we decided it was one roll applied to each creature, even if they they might have different numbers. These guys all look to be the same, but I I thought we said one roll. I wish I would make okay. a decision and stick with it. Oh, Sorry. terrible! Nine versus reflex. Nine does not hit the reflex. There you go. All right. And that is all. Move standard, no minor. Gwen. All right. I will get my mouse over here. And I will move towards Boney. Okay. And I will use Righteous Smite. Not Righteous Might. No. Terrible. I'm going to use this one, which is good. Whoa, sweetness. I got a natural 20. So that's automatic full damage. Yes, uh, which is two weapon, so that'd be 16 plus 5. What kind yep, of So, damage? yeah, tw- 21. 21 what? Check your sword. Don't you get an extra thing per plus? Yes, I do. I also get uh, one die six necrotic, so that's what I was looking at this one. This one's just regular damage. It, so it's not a radiant damage attack? No, this one is not radiant. Even okay. though it says righteous, you'd think it would have that in there. Um <laughs> That's what I was looking for. So yeah, I do that, and then add uh, four more necrotic, so that's going to be up to 25. Okay. Is, is necrotic do anything against the undead? I don't know, maybe. But... Oh, I'm just curious. I don't... Steve doesn't so, know. I, I will say... So let, let's go back real quick. Rangrim does his furious smash, and uh, do you want to... Oh, well... Here's why he doesn't get a bonus for his sword. Cause the well, we we already is, figured it out, buddy. You slam We're your shield into your enemy? Well, yeah. and it, it just Oh, bash him with a weapon half or something else. Okay. So yeah, anyways, yeah. so but, he did the bash, and then uh, you know maybe it broke off the tip of a rib or something. Aerith went to use Hand of Fate, right? Radi- radiance. Hand of Radiance. And uh, it just kind of petered out. Gwen did a super slick hit and, like, took off a couple ribs. So this guy is a little bit imbalanced now. Uh, however, what, what what does it look like when it deals the necrotic damage, Matt? I'm assuming it's going to be more like, you know, like the the uh, radiant ones we've been doing is more, more like shiny and, like, more like a halo of kind of light. I'm going to see this is going to be, like, almost like a more like a black hole. Like, it's, there's, like, darkness and it kind of sucks into the sword. Okay. So there's a blackness sort of drawing into the sword but the blackness doesn't seem to reach all the way to the skeleton does the sword heal you then matt you get temporary hit points or something i do if i drop them to zero Mm. but now that you mentioned the temporary hit points yes my attack isn't done well the attack part is but uh all allies and myself within five squares gain temporary hit points equal to five plus my wisdom modifier so everyone gets eight temporary hit points Oh, sweet. Oh, and uh, my minor, I'm going to do the divine challenge against uh, whoever I'm next to here. Okay. Bony. That is Bony. So he is you marked. are yellow. Bingo. So that now is the end of Gwen's turn. Oh, <sighs> stupid TJ. Did you forget like a something when we walked in the room, like <laughs> a fear effect or something? No, 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 not at all. I didn't make the obvious joke. What's the obvious joke? I don't, no, don't at, uh Yeah, if you have to explain the obvious joke. <laughs> Mr. Wilson is now uh, Walter the White, and the other oh. one is Skylar the White. I thought it was going to be Mr. Excitement. Oh. What? <laughs> Mr. Excitement? Jackie Wilson? No. Oh. 
So anyway. What's wrong with you people? All right. So Skylar is going to attack Gwen. 24 against AC. I think that hits. Should I wait for you to tell me that it definitely hits or? Yeah, I don't think, no, I think, no, that hits. Okay. That deals seven necrotic damage. It's a good thing I have temporary hit points. And you lose a healing surge. Whoa. Oh, jerk face, it's on. Oh, what the shit? You just saw me measuring. And then one, two, three, four, five. And then Walter is going to attack Rangrim. You're being attacked. Oh, this, I'm sorry, Brian, but this definitely hits you. Uh, 28 versus armor class. Wait, he just move away from me? I did just shift away from you. That was a shift? A three square shift? Yes. What the fuck? And Brian takes six necrotic damage. I don't think you have any defenses, so as far as you're concerned, it's just Even six with damage. my chainmail? <laughs> I don't know, does your chainmail say that you ignore necrotic damage? It just says ignore all damage. <laughs> That's what I'm reading. I'm sitting right next to him and can verify this. <laughs> Alright, so just make sure that he takes them off of his uh, temporary hit points. Does resist mean, is that like damage reduction? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so like you have resist 5 or yeah. 10 usually. It's like a multiple of 5. Um, and then also he has to lose a healing surge as well. Wow. That's not cool. So... That is the white's turns. Kafan's up. I had a thing and now it's messed up. Hold on, give me a second to replay on here. Okay. Oh, I've never used this. I'll go five. Okay, so I'm going to declare my oath of enmity on Skylar. Okay. So Paul is purple. That's what I thought. Purple. I'm going to move one, two. I think that I'm in range now. Yeah. Then I'm going to use my Abjure Undead channel divinity power and compel, hopefully, compel Skylar to move towards me, which apparently won't do anything because he's shift three, but still. That's going to hit. I rolled a 19, so 24 versus will. That is success. Okay. And that is 12, 21 uh, radiant damage. Ooh. And, no, no, I'm sorry, that was, it's 25 radiant damage. And I pulled the target five spaces. Okay, you count it, figure out where you want it, and then let me know, and then ping it, and then I'll move it. One, two, three, I want it right here. Okay, so right next to you and Gwen. And the target is immobilized until the end of my next turn. Wow. I feel like we've used the lock for immobilized in the past. Or the net. Ooh, the net. Even better. Either one. Okay. And that looks like he's done the chain thing before. This is, instead of the dark chains that come out, these are bright, like, white glowing chains that come out and pull the white. Okay. You have done your move minor and standard. Are you using your action point? No, I'm not using my action point. Okay. The white's not bloody. I was hoping the radiant damage would do something. Does it look like extra hurt from radiant damage? Oh, yeah, I I could probably address that. Sorry. The chains grabbed it, and it was like... And then maybe like there was an extra little burst of radiant energy as it was being pulled and and it went like up an octave then to like almost painful levels of screaming. So yes, you would imagine that it did do something. It is the skeleton's turns. All right, so let's see here. Bony is going to attack Gwen. So we'll start well, actually we'll start with Sticky cuz we'll just go in order. So Sticky's going to be attacking Rangrim. Uh, I'm guessing that 12 will not hit your armor class, correct? You'd say no, because your AC is 19. Okay. So next up is Pokey. Pokey's also going to try and attack Brian. And so uh, this one, however, I think will hit 25 versus AC. (laughs) Is that a hit? Yes. That is going to be 6 necrotic damage. And Brian, you are going to have what is called ongoing... Five necrotic damage. So let's just review. He had eight temporary hit points. Eight of those were 
absorbed by the necrotic damage. Last time? I didn't yeah, think sorry. He had he had eight. He got hit last time for six. Right. So he should have had two left. He right. just said he got hit for six more, which functionally means he took four actual hit points to his total. Correct. And he's taking ongoing five, which you will tell him what that means. Yes. Great. So basically I will I will remind you, Brian, but at the start of your turn, you will take five damage. At the end of your turn, you will roll to try and stop that from happening anymore. But I, like I said, I will do my best to remind you both at the start and at the end of your turn. So that was, uh, we had sticky, miss, pokey, a hit, and now it is Boney's turn to attack Gwen. And that's also going to be a miss, because I'm guessing that 12 won't hit your armor class. Nope. Alrighty. So, Brian, it is now Rangrim's turn. So go ahead and take off five hit points. Um, it's now the start of the order. This is the top of the round. It is top of the round. Correct. Is there something that I've already forgotten? <laughs> no, we're going to have to leave it there for this episode. Oh, no! Oh, no! The listeners hate you. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right. It's too late for uh, that. We'll... <laughs> yes, it is. We'll, uh... They'll have a bone to pick with you. At least, <laughs> at least they hate <laughs> Matt more. Yes. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you next time. Bye. Oh, wait. I'm supposed to say stuff. Uh, we have a Twitter <laughs> at LTM Gaming. And you can email the podcast uh, to LTM. No, wait. What is it? Podcast at LTMGaming.com. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.